On this week's episode, Jess and I explain why the season has been a little choppy, and then we get into the difficult discussion around gender and God's design for humankind as male and female. All this and more on this week's episode of Good Will Talk. We owe people an explanation for this season. It really has been a chaotic disaster. It's so bad. Like, <laughs> there have been like four weeks where we just haven't shown up. Yeah. It's a little, it has been a bit of a dumpster fire, but so has life. I mean, it's been, so like the content of the season I think has been good, but it has, there, there have been weeks where we just haven't right. been on Our the Our dependability air. has been pretty low. It's been low. And, and I want to apologize for We're that. We're trying to walk out of that. We are working hard now to have it every week. And I know there are some people who really look forward to this and I, I feel bad. Um, there, there have been a couple of things that have gone on personally in our lives, but then mm-hmm. also my travel schedule was insane. Uh, uh, mine too. Yeah. So this was like in the last 16 weeks, I've it's been, yeah, nuts. been all over so, the place. I mean, if you just go back, so we, we, we record ahead a little bit, which is why you're getting some of the bumps in June that don't really match up with what our lives have been. Um, but in, in May and June, the reason you missed some of these episodes is just you went to Israel I went to Israel um, and in March. And then you went to Florida right after. Yeah. And then you got back from Florida and I went to Arizona. Yeah. And then I got back from Arizona and went to Albania. Mm-hmm. And, while and you were in just, Albania. While, you were, while I was in Albania, some things happened personally. In my that, life. In your life that we needed to deal with and yeah. give you space for. And then, um, so what that's created is these week-long misses in there. Yeah, like usually we are... are we're ahead. We're planned enough to say like, all right, we need to have like a couple ahead. Yeah. And you know, like for when these weird times come that like, all right, let's have four waiting. Yeah. And it's just hasn't happened. Well, and you know, not only were there those things that happened in your life, but then there were, I just get scheduled meetings sometimes just like, Hey, uh, we need you for two hour zoom meeting, 10 o'clock on Wednesday. I'm like, Oh, so that's when we record. That's our, that's our recording window <laughs> right. and just shot it. Right. So, um, it's been, chaotic and we apologize dear listener thank you for being um helpful with that. i think what, what did you call it the, the podcast was in a spiral is that what you called it Jess? no i just said it was chaotic it's yeah. like a dumpster fire it's it's been uh it's gonna get better it will we will be much more consistent and i'll say this week to week. if you come to a monday and there's not an episode just pray for us because something, <laughs> something has happened, happened. <laughs> like something that we wish we weren't walking yeah. through we're walking through right so um we thank you for your grace we thank you for your patience with <laughs> us as we have gone through through um, these challenging few weeks here at Goodwill Talk. Um, so here's here's what this rest of the season is going to look like. Well, I don't know about the rest of the season. Here's the like, couple. You're just going to make promises that we're going to break. Gonna, here's, the, here's the plan. Here's the plan um, is you're going to get this week's episode. Next week's episode is going to be, I know I'm, I'm back from General Assembly. You've heard a little bit about General Assembly, but we're going to talk more in depth about General Assembly in next week's episode. So um, if you were expecting that this week, apologies. We're going to do something else here at the end of June that I think is, is helpful and um fits well with what this month is in in the world and so we're gonna talk a little bit about that but uh next month beginning of july you're gonna hear a report from me on general assembly and what happened there i was there with pastor john i was there with uh gretchen masiello actually he was um appointed to be a missionary and uh we'll have more information more information down the road about where she's going, when she's going, all of that. That's still a little bit up in the air, but some really exciting things happening there. Um, just know that we're looking to send our second missionary out of Goodwill Church into long-term missions, which is massive, 
absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that was all happening. There's a lot of really cool things happened last week that I want to tell you about. But that'll come out next week. And then I uh, got a couple more episodes to finish off the season. And then we're going to take a deep breath. There might be a week off in there as we head into season 16, just to make sure that we do get ahead enough to no longer be running behind the eight ball like this. So thank you for bearing with us. Uh, That's enough of an explanation of what's been going on. Yeah. Let's get to work. All right. So we're going to get into a topic now that I just want to let people know. I want to put a content warning on this episode before we dive in. Um, The title of this episode is Why Did God Make Us Male and Female? And we are going to get into some gender conversation and some sexuality conversation. The goal is not to get graphic. The goal is is not to be trying to shock people with this conversation. No. But the conversation may be one that you don't want a podcast to teach your kids. Um, And so like if you're sitting in the car and you got your kids in the car or something, maybe put pause on this, go to a different episode that you missed back in the day or something, listen to that instead and listen to this without your kids. Um, If you're ready to have this conversation with your kids and you want this to spark that conversation, fantastic. Um, But know that you might need some follow up with your kids uh, on this. Also, if we say things that really frustrate you, um, my email address. I was say, talk to Marcos. My email address is mortega at gwepc. Email me. I'm happy to have that conversation with you. Um, you don't need to email Jess about that. You can email me, um, and I'm happy to have that chat, and we can walk down the road <laughs> wherever you need, whatever, whatever. Invariably, I'm the one who has said something <laughs> that has frustrated people, so you can email me about it, and we'll talk. Um, Jess. Uh huh. This episode came to mind because this is Pride Month. Yes. And um, our kids just, we both have kids in school. Yeah. And schools all now tend to observe Pride Month uh, in, in June. Yeah. It's yours? Uh, I haven't seen anything at the school level, okay. like at the academic level. Um, but I mean, certainly the student body yeah. is wholeheartedly participating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me be very clear about that. This isn't... Yeah, I, I, I don't haven't mean... experienced like a principal saying Happy Pride Month. Correct. I've experienced all the kids talking about it because it's all over social media. Right. I haven't seen any like, yeah. you know, school school level pride activity right. or anything like that. Right. No, I, I haven't noticed any of that But either. definitely the student body is making Fully it... Fully aware. Yes. And, and so this it's is loud. something that, um, you know, we, we're walking our kids through. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate this and having those conversations? I'm sure a lot of you are having those conversations. And a lot of the confusion right now um, is around gender. Yeah. And, and what does it mean? Um, how, how many genders are there? Can you change genders? Lots of conversation around this. And yeah. this is a 25, 30 minute podcast. We are not going to exhaust this topic. No. Um, we're going to look at a couple passages and we're going to share a couple thoughts. And then this is just kind of starting a conversation right. that we can continue going forward. Maybe more episodes on these topics, uh, LGBTQ issues and stuff like that. We, we want to talk about it. Um, here's a couple things that I'm going to just say out front. Um, you are not going to hear anything that's surprising about our church's position on these issues. Um, but you are going to hear us talk about this as kindly and gently as we possibly can. Right. Because well, um, no, no matter where somebody lands or thinks that they land, they are a person made in the image of God. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. And um, we are not at all going to try. We're, we're going to do everything we can to not be flippant. Yeah. We're going to try everything we can to not be insulting to people who uh, would disagree on this 
and and people who would have what is termed a different gender expression or a different sexual orientation or anything like that. Like we're we're going to be clear about where we stand and we're not going to be but, but mean try to about be loving. It. We're really gonna try and be loving about this. Yeah. So if if we err in a ditch, if we fall in a ditch, it's gonna be in the loving ditch, not in the mean ditch. That's the goal. The goal is to not fall in a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> but if we fall in one, it'll be in the loving ditch. And that's just because we're working really hard to obey uh, the first two commandments, um, the the great commandments, love God, love neighbor. Yeah. And these are our neighbors and we wanna be loving about how we speak about them. Um, so Jess, why did God make us male and female? That's what we're talking about. How do we wanna broach this? I don't know why that he did, but certainly it was in his wisdom that he decided that this is what was best for the world and for humanity Okay, was to have two sexes, male and female, and together they in their fullness express humanity. Okay. Right? No? Well, um, yes, in their fullness, they express the, the breadth of humanity. Right. And, and so I what. Again, this this is a conversation of fine lines. We want to be okay. careful of. So, um, what we don't mean by that is that a man by himself or a woman by herself does not fully express humanity, as if they're not fully human. No, no, no. Um, but you need them together. The spectrum of humanity. Yes, the the breadth of humanity is best captured in these two genders, male and female. Right. Um, Jess, why don't you read for us the creation oh. of um, humankind and uh, how God created us that way? Genesis one. Um, 27 is yep. where God actually in very beautiful poetry describes the creation of, of male and female. All right. So like you said, Genesis one chapter or chapter one, verse 27. So God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every other living thing that moves on the earth. Okay. So um, first thing we notice here, and actually when I do premarital counseling, this is where I start. Um, huh. Because uh, my first session in premarital counseling is a, hey, how are you? Let's get to know each other. Tell me your story of how you met, blah, blah, blah. Really fun. Second session is, here's what the Bible teaches about marriage. And we start in Genesis 1, 27. Because um, marriage must begin with each person made in the image of God. Right. Each person is made um, to be vessels to display God. That's what an image is. Right. Um, so you go back to ancient Near Eastern times, the image or the idol was um, able to be filled by the God. So you would create an image, say to a fertility God, and the fertility God would actually live right, like in indwell that it. image. It would indwell that image. And if you sacrifice to it, the God would then respond the way you wanted to. We become that image. Um, we are, well, we're not the image. We're made in the image. So right. we are likeness of the image. The only image that's created is Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. Um, that's in Colossians chapter one. We are made in the image of God. So we re, we are facsimiles of that image, which means we have the ability to be filled with the spirit, um, but we are not the same as the image who is Jesus because in ancient Near Eastern times, the image and the God were the same. Right. They, they were so closely identified that there was no distinction between the two anymore. We're not God. 
Yeah. Big, big <laughs> Massive distinction here. Big creator thing. Dis- um, cre- creator creature distinction is important in our tradition. Yeah. And so we are made in the image. We are not the image. Um, but being made in the image, we have dignity and worth and value. And so male and female both are made in the image of God. So again, we'll read it. So this is what, what translation were you reading from? Um, Probably the ESV. All right. So I'll read the NIV because I've got my new Bible. If you want to know about my new Bible, just listen to last <laughs> week's episode. I'll tell you all about my yeah, new Bible. Yeah, I was Bible. reading from the ESV. Uh, so this is the NIV. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. In the image of God, he created both the man and the woman. They each are the image. They're, they don't need each other to be the image. They are the image on their own. Right. Um, and I've heard that taught, and that's why I bring this up. I was taught in seminary, actually, in a marriage class that until you're married, you're not fully the image. And uh, that's not quite right. The class rebelled. It was well, a thing. It was like, a whole thing. <laughs> it was like, what about single people? What um, about the disciples? Like about they, children? They weren't in the image of God. So many, so many questions. Anyway, okay. Um, you know, on your own, you are the image. You are made in the image of God, and uh, together. There is now a function that you play, um, and male and female brought together, and that's in verses 20, verse 28, and we can talk about that here in a second. But here's what's clear. God is the one who created the two genders, two sexes, right. and uh, we're going to get into are gender and sex the same? Are they connected? Can they be separated? We'll get there in a second. But here's, what's ma- here's what matters. God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female, he created them. So gender is created by God, not by us. Right. The first man didn't define that he was man. He was created that way. Right. And when the woman was created out of him of the same substance to be the same, to be a, the, the co-regent or co, we'll talk about that in a second, to uh-huh. rule with him, um, she's made of the same substance and she is woman um, which is in Hebrew, the same word, ish and isha. It's the same word. So there's, there's no distinction between the two other than the gender. Right. Literally, the word is the same word, gendered. Ish is man, isha is woman. They're together. They're the same in every way, um, except gender. Right. So that distinction is made, created by God. And all Adam does, all the first man does, is recognize the gender distinction within the sameness, within the equality. And so this is a starting point when we get into the cultural conversation around gender. And um, my, my daughter informed me the other day that uh, they were on Google. They're looking around. How many genders are there? Her and a couple of her friends. Oh, man. I'm not joking. North of 500. North of 500 distinct gender identities. I just don't have time for that. No, I... I, I, I it's not that... I tap out yeah. quick on this. And it is important because it's the culture of our day to try and be aware of the conversation that's happening. Yeah. I don't but, mean I don't man. have time to... I just like... that. Like That's a lot to wrap your mind around. Well, That's a lot to try to like discern and reconcile. Maybe that's... Well, in, in, a, in a cultural conversation where we're misgendering is such a, an offense, right? If you misgender somebody, so right. you call someone by the wrong pronoun or something like that, and it's it's considered highly offensive because you've misgendered them, mm-hmm. and now there's 500 plus? And you go, you'll I'm, you'll I'm, never get it right. Bro, I'm going to misgender you. Like, there's no way, 
if that's the spectrum, right. it's incredibly difficult to be able to have a conversation without being offensive. Like, I, I get why people are throwing their hands up and saying, I'm done. I can't do that. I, I'm at that place. I'm like, yeah. give me 500 plus. I'm, I'm just going to call you what I see. Right. Like, I can't, I can't help that anymore. And, and so male and female is a God created thing. And, and it's good. And it's good. Yes. Very good. Even this is when God kind of adds a, a extra little, I, all things are good. And then he creates man, female looks at everything and says, it's very good. Like this is the crown jewel of his creation is mankind made male and female, both in the image of God. And, um, so when it comes to gender expression and gender identity, the, the biblical position, the Christian position, is that there are two genders, mm-hmm. male and female. How that gets lived out, that is culturally defined. Right. Like what, what we would, and, and, and all cultures are different. What right. you would say is stereotypically male and stereotypically like the things that male would do and the things right. that female would do is kind of lived out in society and different in most societies. Can I ask you a deeply personal question? I mean, we're here in this topic, so can I ask you <laughs> a deeply personal? Nothing has stopped you before. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, were you, when you were growing up, were you the traditionally feminine girl? Um, I grew up with a mother who grew up in a very patriarchal um, structure. So I don't think, so like, I think for my mom, because it was how she was raised, like you wore dresses. So like I didn't wear blue jeans to school until I was in eighth grade. Okay. And so, you know, like, not that I didn't ever wear pants cause I definitely did. I wasn't like a dugger. Okay. But, but there was places that like, when you were going to church, you went to church as a woman and a woman wore a dress. Okay. Gotcha. So right. I think like there was certain aspects of me that were very feminine because of of like that's what I that's had the culture you were right coming that up was in. what I had to do sure but I mean we like love to play outside I remember playing outside like all the time constantly you know in the woods and in the rocks and in the rivers um, and I don't like to touch bugs and things so I guess like I would say I'm stereotypically okay yeah. a, a girl yeah. like that um, I'm not a very feminine dresser okay but I think part of that is just me like rebelling against my <laughs> my beat, like how I was raised sure, sure. and not and like not that that was bad but I just think that like when I got a chance in high school to finally like pick my own clothes T-shirt I was jeans. it was like nerv- <laughs> you know I was like grunge yeah. you know I was wearing my 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 Jenko blue jeans and my like flannel shirts and t-shirts yeah, yeah. so I think you know we just kind of swung to the opposite ends but like I still like to get dressed up yeah. Now I I might like hard clean lines more than you know flowy floral patterns, but sure. Um. So I maybe I'm a mix of both. Yeah. I mean my uh, you know I, I grew up um, an only child, so my picture of femininity was my mom, um, who I mean she's the reason I love sports the way that I do. Um, she would tell me stories of going to a, um, going to a, a private elementary and high school in the UK, and she'd be playing soccer with the boys like that was just who she was she's mm-hmm. she's not your like my mom was on the boys swim team yeah there you go so like there's there is this because there wasn't a girl swim team you know my my mom is just 
I, I grew up with that picture of, of what femininity looked like. And it's different than some of the kids I went to school with, different some of the people I went to college with. There's this, there is this spectrum of how being female is lived and experienced. And yeah. the tomboy um, is a female. She is female, even though her likes and her desires may skew more traditionally, quote unquote, or stereotypically masculine. Right. That doesn't mean she's not feminine or female. And um, just as with, uh, with young men, you know, with boys, there are some boys who are really into the trucks and the bugs and the gross things and the hunting and fishing and all that. And there's other boys who are much more, um, they want to play with action figures or they want to read books or they're, they want to paint. They're yeah. just more um, emotionally forward than others. They're all masculine. Right. They're all male. What masculine and male looks like and how it's lived out doesn't define whether or not you're actually male or female. Right. That's just how you're living it out. And how you're living it out is how God has wired you with your own interests. likes and interests and dislikes and and dispositions and, and personality traits. What we've done in the gender conversation is actually gone way backwards. Yeah. And created really rigid um, categories for what it means to be male and female. And if you don't fit this very rigid stereotype, that must mean you're not actually male or female. Yeah. That must mean you're you have gender dysphoria, or you are um, you are this third, fourth, fifth, four hundred and sixtieth gender that isn't male or female. Yeah. And we've obliterated the ability to to have a diverse femininity and a diverse masculinity, and really like. It's hard to yeah. be able to say, yeah, okay, you don't have to do that just because you're a girl. You don't have to do that just because you're a boy. You can be you and not lose your masculinity and femininity in the process. Yeah. I have a friend who I met in my 20s, um, not, not a Christian. I'm very, very, very not a Christian. Yeah. But, you know, she'll post every once in a while, like, I'm so glad that I'm not being raised now because I would not have been allowed to be a tomboy. Yeah. If I was a young child showing the interests that I still as an adult woman with, uh, you know, married in my own family, if I was a child presenting with those interests, I would be being steered in a direction to question if I was a girl. Right. And she's like, you know, what a disservice that would have been because she's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I do feel like you're, when it is a question, then it's posed to people who don't need to be answering something like, like they're, they're, they're being asked a question that has a clear answer, right? but they're being told to question that answer. Well, and this is where it gets really, really, um, devastating. Like, uh, the, yeah. the, um, long-term effect, long-term effects of what, what is happening right now. Uh, I, I'm looking ahead to being a pastor in 20 years and the pastoral questions I'm going to have to be wrestling with now. Like yeah. they, they terrify me. Um, gender dysphoria is a thing. Absolutely. It's a thing. There are people who um, their internal sense of who they are does not match their anatomy. Um, and because this is a thing, we have to have pastoral answers for how do we walk with people through that very disorienting and um, painful existence. Right. Where but you, in that situation, the physiology is not the one, the thing that's incorrect. Well, and this, this is where our understanding of God's creating work really comes into play. Yeah. Um, 
we have too often, and evangelicals are guilty of this as well, we have prioritized the non-physical over the physical, as if the non-physical matters more than the physical. So, for example, it's all about how I feel about my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's all about my um, personal experiences and the, the concrete, the physical, the sacraments, coming together and being in the people with the people of God, what our church buildings look like, the physical is really downplayed in evangelicalism for the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And what that's done is it's, it's put us in a hard situation in the transgender conversation to be able to say, but what physical matters? But it does. Yeah. We are created psychosomatic beings, which means we are both equally physical and non-physical. And sometimes the physical and the non-physical don't match how in, in our own experience, in our own thinking through things. Where we can find comfort is in the objective physical reality of who we are. Your body dictates to you who you are just as much as how you feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. And when there's confusion, because how you feel on the inside doesn't match your body, your body actually then becomes the, the guide for you right. through that confusion, right? So, I mean, and again, this is why we have a content warning on here. Um, your genitalia actually tells the story for you. You are defined male or female. Now, I understand intersex is a thing. Yes. That is a um, very, 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 very small group of people. Right. Um, and their genitalia, there's there was a birth defect. Right. And sometimes you're born with it's both. Not, sometimes not you're born with neither. Yeah. It's not as clear, right? Um, but for the 99.999% of people, um, your physical body tells the story and can be God's gift to you to walk you through that really confusing, difficult time that you need to do with a pastor and with Christian therapists and with friends and family around you to walk you through a very difficult, painful road. Yeah. But your body tells the story because that's an objective picture of God's creative intent for you, mm -hmm. your male or female, based on what you are physically. And when we start changing that, um, we create more confusion, not less for the person who's trying to wrestle with their gender identity. And when adults are making that decision, it's really hard. And the, the, you know, there are people who don't have this framework who are going to choose to change their physical bodies to match how they feel on the inside. And that's hard. And there's a lot of, a lot of pain there. When we start bringing that adult conversation and placing it on children, yeah. And asking children to define who they are based on, listen, sometimes boys wake up and they decide they want to wear the frilly dress. Right. It doesn't mean they're transgender. Especially little boys who have big sisters. It's no just what question. they know. <laughs> it's what they know. It's what they do. They're emulating. They're, they're just experimenting with what it means to be alive. They're not making right. long-lasting gender decisions. Yeah. And when we take these hard stereotypes of what it means to be masculine and feminine and place it on a four-year-old and then say, well, maybe they're transgender. Maybe they're four. Right. Like, and, and, and such um, profound. So in the UK, this was all over the news just a little while ago in the UK, the NHS has banned hormone treatments for children. And it's only um, these kinds of hormone treatments are only available now for adults because of the um, catastrophic damage that can be done to kids right. if they start taking hormone treatments. Um, I mean, you, we've, we've heard stories of kids who are prepubescent taking hormone treatments. Like, how horrific the damage that can be done to somebody um, by introducing 
these hormones into into their into their bloodstreams. It's it's a it's a mess. Yeah. And and the Bible helps us navigate this by saying, "Listen, son, listen, daughter, you may be confused. Here's how we can help you. Here's how you're created. Here's how we can walk with you through this." Um and and yes, it is okay to do that because that doesn't make you less masculine. Yes, it is okay to do that. It doesn't make you less feminine because you want to go throw the football around with the boys. Right. Like we can we can enjoy how God has made us without making gender distinctions about this. Like, oh, well, no, no, no. That's not what girls do. Right. That's not what boys do. Right. Well, no. That, boys aren't why? allowed to be the bakers. They're not right. allowed to make, like to make the cookies. Yeah. It's just, it's a, we can get away from the gender stereotypes by re, re, re-embracing how God has created us physically. And, and yeah, sometimes our physicality does mean that our personality is going to be a particular way. Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, right? But just because you don't fit the stereotype doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. And it definitely doesn't mean you need to f- change your body to try and match how you feel on the inside. But let's, let's walk through that in, in a much more careful way. Um, do we need to talk about that more? Are we ready to move to the next? I think we're good. All right. We're 28. So there's one last thing that I want to talk about here. Okay. Um, so we've talked, we've, we've approached the idea that gender and sex actually aren't two separate things, but they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, God created the male and female. And then in 128, um, we, we read that they are created to um, have children and to rule together. And this is where the complementary, um, complementarity comes together, being male and female. We need each other to be male and female. Right. Men need women. Women need men for two reasons, according to Genesis 128. Um, we need each other first to procreate. So 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. So filling the earth, men, men and women need each other to have babies. This is just how babies are made. Correct. You know, that's a uh, reality, but they also need each other to subdue the earth. They're to fill the earth and to subdue it. And this is where we get this word, vice gerent or vice regent or co-ruler the man and the woman were created together to rule together as equals and this is um, driven home in genesis chapter 2. in genesis 2 god brings all the animals before the man to see if there is a helper suited to him because the man names all the animals god brings the animals there and he starts naming them all and then genesis 2 says that there was not somebody that was fit to be his helper, all right? It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And this word helper is um, somebody who is a, a necessary equal or superior. That's what the word means because that word is used all over the place for God. And God is not subordinate <laughs> just because, so this word, he's not the personal secretary. He's not. Um, so this helper, that's, that's the role God will take when he is the helper to his people. When the Holy spirit is called a helper in the new Testament, that's the same Greek word that's used in the Greek old Testament, the Septuagint um, helper is not a subordinate role, but it is an equal or superior role. And because she's made of the same substance of him, she's not his superior. She's his equal. This is how that term helper is needs to be understood. And so together, the Lord says, it's not good. I'll make a helper. All the animals are paraded before him. None of them are a suitable helper. Verse 20, for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. 
while he was sleeping and took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. And the Lord God made a woman from the rib that he had taken out of the man and brought her to the man. The man said, now this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Isha, woman, for she was, she was taken out of Ish, same word, man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother is united to his wife. They become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So here what we have is the need to rule over the created order. And Adam can't do it by himself. The man can't do it on his own because God says there's no suitable helper. That implies a need for a helper. Right. Can't do it by himself. And so God creates a woman to be his equal helper in the role of ruling over the earth. We need each other. And one of the things that can happen, you were telling me this story that just came out. Um, and uh, I don't know if you were going to go there, but I'm going to. That's fine. Um, the term lesbian has been redefined I don't, and, by and, a major I, it, university. Yeah, I was going to say, it was just in this particular university. Yeah. And, and on all of the sides, there's been a fair amount of backlash. Absolute uproar. <laughs> Um, one university has done this. This isn't like across the board, but they've no, redefined no. the term lesbian as a non-male who is attracted romantically, sexually, yeah, blah, 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 to a non-male. So a woman isn't a thing. Only You can only describe what a woman is by referencing that she's not a man. Yeah. Um, that is not how we understand women. No. Women are women. Right. They are not not men. men. <laughs> right? This is they women are not a negation. Right. Um they are a th uh, they are a person in and of themselves. Um and what happens here is right. this if is, God can in his in the Bible call us men and women he created them male and female. Yeah. Probably everybody else can too. Yeah, it's not male and not non male. Right? <laughs> and and this is the craziness of the of what's happening in the world and I understand people getting so like what do we do here and the answer is yes, be aware of the conversation but keep coming back to the scriptures and right. don't allow for the destruction of women as a as an entity in order to embrace right. as some... A, as a byproduct like, of confusion. As, yeah. Men are men. Women are women. We can tell this physically. Mm -hmm. And um, we need each other. Yeah. I need women to be women. You need men to be men. And that way we're able to complement each other the way that God has designed us to complement each other for the good of the, the world that we've created and for good of the church of Jesus Christ. So we need each other. And I... I just want to make sure that we understand that our maleness and femaleness is not only important for procreation, but our maleness and femaleness goes way beyond procreation to how we live in a society together. And we, we need the two genders to be together in that. Yeah. You look like you were going to say something. Nope. No. No. I mean, just that, you know, in you, you know, you're rejecting the word of God and you're rejecting the wisdom of God. If you don't think that. Yeah. I don't know. But then I thought maybe that was mean, but I've said it. So no, there but it is. it's not you can, mean. You can it's... email Marcos at mortega <laughs> at gwepc.org. And, and here's, here's what I would, this, this episode was made with parents in mind. Yeah. Um, because we got to try and help our kids navigate a world that is telling them something very different than this. Very different. And we got to help our kids as they get confused around their own gender and their own sexuality, because that's natural. That confusion is natural through the puberty stage. Um, there's lots of questions. And right, there's lots of questions, but it, it the answers never used to be questioned. Right. 
And, and what we don't want to do is we don't want to wreck in one of two ditches. We don't want to um, just say, oh, well, times have changed. You're right. We have to question all of these things. We have no plumb line. We have no foundational answer. No, we still have the scriptures. Right. Um, and in our tradition, we have the scriptures. And then underneath them, we have the standards that are also clear about what, how God has created things, what marriage is for, and all those things. Um, so we don't want to reckon the, uh, well, throw up our hands. I don't know. Just to let our kids figure it out for themselves. Right. Don't, don't let your kids figure it out for themselves, please. No, their their hormones have have gone absolutely bonkers. They're confused. Right. They're in a world I'm that's saying, confusing even you, more. You leave them no other real choices in life. Why absolutely. give them this one? <laughs> yeah, like just help them with this using the scripture, using the standards. Yeah. Um, the other ditch we don't want to fall in is to have such rigid understandings of male and female that when our kids are confused or asking questions, we just browbeat them. Like walk with them through this, help them, help them navigate a very confusing world and classmates who aren't being led in the same way, who are, who are expressing different genders, who are expressing different sexual orientations. These are their classmates. These are their friends, right? You as the parents have to help them navigate that. And you have a tool, you have the scriptures, you have the standards, you have a church family who will help you with this. Please don't let your kids figure this out by themselves. Please don't, because they're they're not going to be able to. It's not it, it's not how I grew up. I didn't grow up that long ago. Yeah, it's not how I grew up in a public school system, where the answers were just given. They're not anymore. Everything is a question, and our kids are trying to figure out how to live in a world where none of this none of the categories are the same anymore. Right. You gotta help them. You can't let them flounder flounder out there by themselves. So don't assume they're gonna get it. Don't assume they're not gonna be confused. Don't beat them up when they are confused. Just right. help guide them. them to the truth. Guide them to the truth. Um, anything you want to add, Jess? Nope. Yeah, everything on my list. I hit everything on your list because you actually have. You were prepared. You have a list. I do have a list. All right, good. Just want to make sure. I was a little preachy this time. It's. It, I mean, it's just such a hard conversation yeah. to have. I know where you don't get preachy because I mean, like, there's there is real objective biblical truth. Yeah. And then there's the not truth, which at times can be more comfortable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, this is a conversation starter. Yeah. And um, if you if you have questions, I do ask you to email me. Um, I'm happy to talk to you about this stuff. Um, if you're upset about something that I've said, I get it. Or that this I've said. This is an upsetting conversation. Okay. Even if, yeah, if Jess has said something that's upset, you still email me. You don't email her. Um, so email me. Let's talk this through. Um, talk with your pastors. Go to the scriptures. Go to the standards. They're here to help you. Um, and and in a world where categories and truth are way up in the air, the scripture is still true. And it's still infallible in all matters of faith and life, so we can trust it. Um, that's it for today. Thanks for being with me, Will and Jess and Jeff and all the team here. I don't even remember who is a part of this team anymore because they don't they're in the credits but we don't see them in the studio with us so yeah, i recorded know. that a long time ago i don't remember who it is thanks to all the credit people <laughs> all that this has been us <laughs> episode seven of season 15 and we'll see you again next week thank you so much for joining us today if you like our show, please leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to tell your friends to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. 
Check out our episode notes for links to our church website and any resources shared on this episode. Editing and sound design by Jeff DiMatti. Marcos Ortega wrote this episode. Our executive producers are Mike Antonucci and Jeff DiMatti. Your co-hosts are Pastor Marcos Ortega and Jessica Kilduff. A special thanks to Goodwill Church for supporting this show so we may provide it to you, our listeners, for free. Let's talk again next week.